Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, Frozen Livestock, and Zoom Zoom. And now here are your hosts, Darren Hansen and Drew Hansen. So you're a definite four? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Now, four, I mean, I should know this because, because you're my son, but I mean, four, you're obviously the creative musician type does that play into that oh yeah it's it's a curse okay yeah it's the you call it the unique one or the original so i'm apparently i'm obsessed with being unique i'm what you call an omnigram Ooh, i can be whatever number you want me to be oh i like that at any time what number are you right now um, right now I am being, I don't know, what am I being? I'm being a seven cause I'm joking around. You're joking around, but you're also being, <laughs> you're know. also, you're also afraid of conflict because you don't want to choose a number. So that's so, nine. What is that? A nine? Yeah. I'm not sure. Or yeah. six. I'm scared to death about Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a four, I think that's really cool of you. Not be put like labels on you. <laughs> I know. See, exactly. See that, that's why if that fits you so well. Now, everybody says I'm an eight, but I don't really, I don't know. The more I read, the more I think I'm probably a seven with an eight wing. Okay. Whatever that means. But What's a seven again? A kind of spontaneous person. Yeah. I'm pretty spontaneous. Well, that's for sure. In fact, this whole podcast is pretty, pretty much. <laughs> you're witnessing <laughs> his spontaneity yeah, as you speak. It's uh, you're, you're an audio witness right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, sometimes we just start in the middle of a conversation. And, oh, uh, and oh I that's just, right. I we, just picked up started the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. I'm Darren Hansen. I am Drew Hansen. And we've we've had uh, a great time the last few weeks. And, you know, what, with with COVID and everything else We're going having a on, great time with COVID. With all this stuff going on, <laughs> <laughs> with everything else going on, it's been, we've been trying to have a good time through this whole, I don't know, not so much fun 2020. But uh, New Hope Underground, the purpose of this podcast is be kind of behind the scenes of New Hope Church. Uh, but we we haven't really you know been meeting full fledged. We're not back yet, if you will. And it's been so Drew and I basically try and piecing things together, having some good conversations, having fun, having Doctor Reed in yeah, once I in a while. I think it's and, good to not take yourself so seriously. That's right. And even though like the church isn't meeting, like these. I don't know. It's fun to just try to connect with you in some way. But we are starting up season three. Yes, I'm excited about this. We are actually down to the next to last episode of season two. So next week will be our last episode of season two. And uh, season three is going to bring some some new things, we're hoping. Uh, We're working on right now, actually. So... Uh, and we're hoping to kind of get back to having some interviews with some people in the church and kind of the, talking and the roots of questions underground. and game show stuff. What's that? Kind of like going back to the roots of yeah, underground. Kind of, and it's not that we ever wanted to stop that. It was just, it just uh, The world stopped a little bit. Yeah, world stopped. We kind of changed a little bit and kind of got carried away with our conversations and <laughs> had a good time. And But uh, anyway, so there you go. Dr. Reed will be back next week, we hope. He's taking a little bit of a hiatus, mm. at least this week. So after all the Sasquatch talk, he's tired, I guess. Yeah, he's 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 out Sasquatch hunting, I'm sure, as we speak. You know, we did get uh, 
somebody uh, left us a, a message, uh, I mean, on uh, a DM on Instagram about Sasquatch. They love the Sasquatch talk and okay. said, and gave a link that I sent to uh, Dr. Reed and want to know his feedback on the the big uh, muddy monster. Oh, sure. From down southern yeah, Illinois. Yeah, big muddy down around Carbondale area. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Murfreesboro, Illinois Murfreesboro, link, I think, right, or something. Right. But mm-hmm. Anyway, so we, we're going to get his feedback on that. So that's next week. Yeah. Nice. So we, so we might as well continue some of the Bigfoot talk. Mm-hmm. Why not? So, But I, I've got to something I've read this week that is just fascinating. Of course, I read something every week that fascinates me. Uh, this one is really interesting. I don't know really what to think about it. Um, it's a good I don't start. know if it's somebody like pulling the wool over our eyes, which is a kind of a pun once I get once I get busy with this story. Is it about sheep? It's about sheep. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guess? I just I'm your son. I've been your son for twenty years. It's about years. sheep. <laughs> it's about sheep. And so I don't know if somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes yeah. or if if this is actually true, but there are so many news outlets that have reported this. It makes me think and viable news mm-hmm. outlets that it makes me think it's real. Uh, but apparently, and there's a video you can watch. I'm just not sure if it's doctored or not. This is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. But basically, there's a guy. I, I, honestly, I don't have his name in front of me, but he's a guy in his late 20s, and he's a personal trainer. He lives over in England, and he was taking a vacation. Uh, he was uh, at a place somewhere in, in England there. Um, and... He was just kind of video, doing, taking some video outside of the house they were in or like the, the street that they were on. And right next to around the house was a huge pasture, kind of went uphill mm-hmm. behind the house. And there were sheep everywhere. And what was really interesting about this video was about 10 a.m., he said, when he's taking this video. And apparently what's been reported is from 10 a.m., to 1 p.m., not one of these sheep ever moved. What? Yes. And then they were gone. A little bit later, they took off. But from 10... For three hours. For the video, he's showing this video, and this is what's on all the news services, up and down the street and scanning the pasture behind the house, and you see tons and tons of sheep, hmm. and they are frozen. What the... Every single one of them. So do you, do you believe it? Well, I I don't know because I, what I found fascinating about it was they said, well, I thought maybe they would get into some explanations uh, if this was true. What are some of the explanations, right? There's mm-hmm. got to be something if it's if they're just kind of frozen in place. They're just kind of standing there. And we're talking about lots and lots of sheep. It wasn't just like one or two of them. Right. And they were, some of them were eating grass. Some of them were standing up looking around some of them had their head down some of them were laying down mm-hmm. some of them were standing up but every single one of them were frozen in whatever position they were in and apparently i'm just telling you they, they said it was from 10 a.m to 1 p.m so three hours man i'm trying to figure out three hours of where they just didn't move and then they were fine and there were some people on the the internet, of course, we always have these experts on the internet out there uh-huh. who were saying that that sheep do get cold when it, when it's wet and cold. Sometimes they will just not move until they dry. Weird. 
Now, I don't know how true that is. I'm guessing there's some truth to that, but I just can't imagine, like, motionless. Hmm. So, I don't know. Three hours of no, like, movement or development or right now it's like a michael bay film no, exactly now the intro <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing i found interesting about yeah. this that makes me skeptical of course and, and i think you would naturally have to be skeptical uh-huh. right but the first thing that makes me skeptical is if you actually watch the video and there, and there are lots of copies of this video out everywhere just type in just google all you got to do is google or type I'm doing in it now i'm gonna do it now like uh, uh something like uh sheep frozen in place Frozen sheep. Sheep frozen in place or something like that. And you're going to find this news article. Now, the video, all it shows is like the front of this house and some cars parked and the sheep. In other words, there's nothing in the video that's actually moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a car. The cars are parked. Uh-huh. The sheep, the house. There isn't any people like walking by. It just by. looks like he's moving his... He's just kind of panning back and forth. Yeah. Whoa, it's a TikTok. It's a TikTok. Okay, so there you go. So he's panning back and forth. So number one, I'm skeptical because there's nothing in the video that's actually moving. So it could I'm be... I'm looking for like the trees blowing or something. In the right. Room. You don't see any wind. It's not, it's not Evidence of wind. You don't see evidence of somebody walking by, a car maybe, nothing. So, so it's hard to tell if this was doctored or not, but... It, the thing that I th- find fascinating is just how many news services just jumped on this. Like, oh, yeah, the sheep aren't moving. This is weird. And they're just kind of frozen. Weird. And if you watch the video. The movie is kind of eerie. Yeah. It's kind of eerie. So, anyway, check that out if you want. But so, so I got to thinking, okay, are there any other possible explanations okay. for the sheep being frozen? Um, how about that old... You ever heard this thing about uh, the birds are really not, there are no such thing as birds. They just, they're all fake and we just got to replace the batteries every once in a while. Yes. The birds aren't real or whatever. Right. What is that called? I Isn't don't know. Is there like a whole campaign for There's that? There's a whole campaign. Some yeah. guys started this that the government is trying to. Birds, the birds aren't real maybe. Right. The government is trying to keep us from knowing the fact that the birds are basically like spies, I think. They can be used as cameras and things like that. And so every once in a while, we have to have a uh, kind of a, I don't know if they, they, they freeze everybody and we don't know what happens to some of our time or I don't know. There's all sorts of these theories that the government stops things and changes the batteries in the birds. But Weird. I was just wondering, maybe they're now up to sheep. You know, maybe oh, it's not, okay. Maybe it's not just birds. Yeah, it said that it said the uh, Richard they have a Richard Nixon quote on their campaign website that said uh, a, f- a fleet of covert technological surveillance devices unlike anything the world has ever seen. We call them birds. There you go. Richard Nixon, nineteen seventy eight. Maybe so they're saying that he meant actual birds. Real there birds, aren't such thing as birds. They're just real birds. Yeah, they're all just drones. The real birds are the the robots. Maybe <laughs> Trump. <laughs> I mean, no matter what you think about Trump, sometimes he says some crazy things. So maybe eventually he'll let it slip that the sheep are the new, like, Yeah, well, this is in England, so maybe it's... Oh, okay. Maybe it's the prime minister over there, which yeah, I couldn't even what, tell you. What's his name? I don't know. Boris Johnson? Sure. Is that him? No, I think yeah, he Yeah, he lost. had coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, the prime minister, whoever's over there, 
I'm not sure if they're changing batteries in their sheep or what's going on, but that's just a. It's just weird. The whole thing's just eerie. And, yeah. And if there really is something to this, if all the sheep freeze, now I've heard of fainting goats, right? Mm-hmm. You scare a goat or get them excited and they faint. Yeah, those things are free. hilarious. But there's something to their muscles and stuff. They actually freeze right. up. Right. They just like they paralyze. And it's only for a split second. They're paralyzed. Yeah. But I didn't know you could do that to. I mean, all these sheep at but it, one time. But it was and it was for a split second. Like a fainting goat, like right. Well, so they'll, they'll the fall over and like, stay there for a little bit. The video is like two minutes long or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's my first inclination is that it's doctored. It's got to be. Yeah. But the fact that it made so many news services just floors me. So anyway, eerie yeah. world. It's like an X Files thing. You know what I'm saying? Someone, someone called it the sheep mannequin challenge. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the sheep mannequin challenge. <laughs> All the sheep got together and like, hey, let's do that mannequin thing. Just to freak people out in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I mean, you should look at it I know, and I'm judge like, for yourself. I'm like listening, but also watching this video over and over because it's weird. It's really weird. And I just don't, I don't know. I've never experienced that, that's for sure, with any sort of animal, let alone, you know, a sheep. Someone also said they were just, some guy was zooming in on a picture of sheep that's what it looks like to it me it kind of looks like that yeah but it i mean it looks if there was some movement yeah i'm with you i believe it if there was some movement i tell you what even if it was like a setup or whatever this guy's brilliant because he just got his name in and he's a personal trainer he got all of that out yeah we weren't talking about him i can't remember his name but it was in the article yeah we weren't talking about this guy right. just a few minutes ago and I'm sure he's judging his fame based on whether or not he's in the New Hope Underground podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, that TikTok video has probably got millions of videos. Yeah. Views now, so. And people, he's probably got lots of people lined up to, you know, to train personally. Oh, yeah. Because he's a personal trainer. That's yeah. what you do. You train people personally. <laughs> so. Right? I think that's it. With all the training he's doing and personally, he's got some <laughs> money coming in. <laughs> personally? Yeah, I don't know how many sheep are involved. Uh, and, uh, uh, it'd be really cool if he like becomes the tr- personal trainer that's known to have like sheep just hanging out at his office or something. Yeah, like. the frozen sheep gym. Frozen sheep gym. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah, you yeah. make it turn it into a good business opportunity. If you come to America, you can make that I happen. I think he's trying to pull the wool over our eyes. I real, I really, really do, and. This is a perfect story to use that adage. That, yeah, that kind of that kind of was perfect there. So, what do you think? I mean, just was your first inclination after uh, watching the video? Whether or not it's real, uh, I wish it was the longer video. Yeah, like I wish I could see. I know. I wish it was three hours. Yeah, yeah it I, says from ten a.m. to like, one p.m. Like I wish I could see him like. I don't think it's real because if he were to like go up to the sheep, maybe. Yeah, maybe he, maybe that would scare them. I don't know. Well, you need something in the something moving. In the but they're also in, in the, the, video. the middle of the country too, so there's not much going on there. Right, but even if you were the one that got in the video and walked back, yeah, and forth, set the phone down and. So know. maybe, dude, if you're listening, I've, go take that. If you see that happen again, get you know. Yeah. Get in the frame. See some frozen sheep. I just, I have a hard time believing anything I read on the internet, so. What? Yeah. 
There's some good advice for you. I thought everything you. on the internet was true. Yeah, and that's why we're talking about frozen <laughs> sheep. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So anyway, that's that's the story for the day. It's a good I, one. I, I tell you, it's like we always say, this is real news. And now, Culture Comment with Drew Hansen. Hello, and welcome to Culture Comment, where we talk about culture, and I talk about it. Comment on it. Dang it. Oh, you got it. That's right. Talk, comment, whatever. Man, I was so good at that. There's a lot of culture going on, a lot of talking and comment. A lot lot of weeks where I did that flawlessly. (laughs) I've been working on my NPR radio voice. Yes, you have been. Yeah, so it's obvious. Yeah, good. It's really obvious. Hello, and welcome back to Jazz with Drew, where we talk about nothing but jazz, jazz, jazz. jazz. Ella, come on, come on. So, what you got today? Uh, so I kind of just want to talk about how. Um, okay, so since COVID happened, almost nothing has been going on, especially for young people. Right. Um. Like, some people are getting back to work and things, but those, like, school's starting. Yeah, I know. So, it's like, uh, there's a shift in the air, And right? it's crazy, because all these school districts around here they're trying on to edge. figure out what in the world they're going to do. Yeah, but there's this shift. There, There is this, like, something in the, like, something's finally happening. Now, we don't know if it's good or bad yet, but... There's something in the air. What is that? I don't know. Something in the air. Something in the air, and it smells like... Was that a song? Was that a real song? No, I don't know. Oh, man. I just it kind of had this Elvis feel, and I liked it. <laughs> Something in the air. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's good. So, so I guess these schools are, some of them are opening with full campuses. Some of them are doing yeah. like remote learning. Well, Deacon, who's been on here a few times. And you just started school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting school tomorrow. So Deacon's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Like he went back to school last week, and him he he teaches with Gabriella Durbin, who goes to New Hope. Um, okay, because I almost Shout said out goes to, to New Hope Underground, goes to New Hope Church. <laughs> Shout out to Deacon and Gabriella. Yeah, both teachers both at New Yoga. Teachers in New Yoga. Yeah, but uh, he's curious what's gonna happen. He's like, I'm like, so are you gonna you feel pretty good about school? He's like, yeah, but I never know if we're gonna make it to the well, next see, day. There are, there are two schools close to us as well. Mm-hmm. Who just started last week and they're already home. They've already had COVID. She's completely so done. They, they just they just they already had a positive go, test. Yeah. Oh jeez. From young kids, so they've decided to uh, go online again. I mean, and it's really interesting yeah. these small rural areas, especially mm-hmm. because you've got a lot of families who may not even have good internet access, mm-hmm. if at all. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. A lot of packets, yeah. I'm sure, for kids. But, now, but you're going to college. Yeah, I mean, I'm at. Eastern Illinois University. So university level, I feel like it's going to be a little different. Are they doing in-class things? So Everybody's on campus kind of thing? As far as I know, like we start tomorrow, so we'll see. But as far okay. as I know, they kind of leave it up to the professor. I think they have a certain criteria in which they can... So are all your classes in person? No. So okay. there's certain certain professors can choose depending on the coursework, depending on... Um, all this criteria, if if meets it or not, and which 
whether they can stay now, in when person I say, or online. When you say online, like an online class, is it like mm-hmm. a Zoom kind of online? Or Depends on the course, I think. Just like work online. I think I feel like the the gut reaction of a lot of these professors are going to be like, I don't know how to set up a whole course online just yet. Like this has all been lecture based for 15 years. I'm not going right. to change that. So there, I have right. a feeling those teachers are going to go to Zoom. Uh, I'm in a French high, uh, upper level French class, and that one's all on Zoom because it's conversation based. So right. Well, so. Of course, you're a millennial, so therefore, I you study love French. Zoom, right? <laughs> oh, I hate Zoom. What? I can't do Zoom. Well, see, I mean, someone you told would me I have all your classes online. Someone, right? someone called me a boomer the other day. <laughs> like, I don't think you're a millennial. I think you're a boomer. You're too unusual to be yeah, millennial. I, yeah, I just I can't get behind certain things. I don't understand. So you'd rather be in class? Oh, most definitely. Why? Because um, I tried everything I could to get out of class. Okay. Well, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I would love if it's online because you could just sit there without any pants on. You know, <laughs> I guess so. Eat your cereal See, while you're. I don't mind wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like that. Yeah, huh? I don't mind it. I got I don't, you. I got you. I sit at home with my pants on. I got you. I don't know. For for me, it's it's not like. Uh, it's a lot easier to get to know people. Right. And I think that's just my how my personality is like. I want to get to know you as my professor or as my colleague or uh, other student. Um, Hard to do on Zoom. Yeah, and not just not just for the sake of, like, just because I want to be around people, but which is part of it, but I feel like I do better in the class. Sure. If you know, people understand me, where I'm coming from, more, and that's hard to get across on the Internet. Do you think... I think Zoom stuff is kind of here to stay, though, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. there's a lot of advantages. I mean, I'm, one advantage is uh, you can is the distance no pants. learning. <laughs> yeah. That's one of a huge advantage. Yeah. But, I mean, you can be miles away from people mm-hmm. and still... Mm-hmm. Uh, still it's saving companies big money. It's saving companies big money. Yeah, I think saving that, I think you'll money. see a lot of that, like, people working remote. Yeah. It also makes me wonder the opposite. How many, because of this culture that we've created, basically, mm-hmm. how many companies and schools and et cetera, et cetera, are going to at least revert back to person-to-person contact for certain things that they deem important? Like team team exercises and things like that? Yeah, I, like I don't know exactly. Like team meetings or something? To, yeah, or just, or just maybe certain particular tasks or skills or... Mm-hmm. Things that need to be done, or like it, you know, like at school, uh, there's there's some social things you do you don't even think about. Like if you're in high school or junior high or something, PE class and mm-hmm. uh, your homerooms, and you do all these extra stuff that really have nothing to do with school, mm-hmm. but yet they're very much a part of your school well, memories. If that makes sense, yeah. very much a social a social thing. Yeah, I think it goes on to development of your personality. But I think what's even more crucial is the the younger age, like ages ten through thirteen, kind of thing. Like they are forming crucial parts of their brain that you know that social interaction is needed. So that that might have a huge effect on some of these kids that are at those age now, those ages now. Right, a lot of people are homeschooling, mm-hmm. and we homeschooled. You were homeschooled a little bit. Yeah, that's why I turned out crazy. 
No. <laughs> and the biggest argument we always had from people was that, well, aren't, don't you kids have any sort of social interaction? Well, I'm like, I'm not... Gosh, there's so many avenues in life for social interaction. It doesn't well, have to be just at school. I think people forget that I was, you know, I'm one of six people in the family. Right. Like, we had our own, we had our own community. Our own <laughs> social interaction. Um, and then you were a youth pastor, so I was around kids all the time, so... It's a little bit different, oh, yeah. yeah. But I do, underst- I do understand that a little bit uh, with people who are being faced to do homeschool and things that they're not, they're not used to it. Not sure exactly want how to. to. Yeah. We wanted to, yeah. including mom. Yeah, exactly. That makes a big difference. In Which made us weird in and of itself. The government is not making us feel like we have to, you know. Yeah, it's just that it's, it, maybe it's the government, but it's also just COVID, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just everything's the circumstances on we find ourselves in. So our hats off to all the educators out there and, and the soon homeschooling to, parents. Soon and soon to be new educators and homeschool moms and, soon and dads. To, soon to be new educators. But uh, if you, let me ask you this. What do you think is one characteristic, if you will, or some sort of attribute that you think is going to be kind of rise to the surface or top because of more and more and more online interaction? Okay. Does that make sense? Are you asking me or our listeners? No, I'm asking you and oh, our okay. listeners, but I'm curious as to what you think. I can keep talking until you come up with no, an I think, idea. I think uh, just... So I, I've already gotten a chance to check over the, sil- the syllabi yes. for my courses. And it's going to be a lot of busy work. Okay. Because it's going to be less lectures. Ah. And so the, they feel like they're going to... I think it would be really easy to lose track of your time and be like, Oh, it's online. So I'll get to it. Like you got to stay on top of your stuff. Otherwise you can get behind quick. So discipline, like being on top of stuff. So do you think discipline with people will increase or decrease? Oh, I don't know about that. It's uh, a good question though, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if you, if you're online with everything you do, like work and school. I, and I feel like the good people get better and the people who don't. <laughs> do if you're well. driven, you're driven. If you're not, you're yeah, not. Yeah. The people who don't do yeah. well are just going to use every excuse. And then the school is going to use every excuse too, because it's COVID. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if this is possible, but do you think people can actually get better at reading other people? When it comes to text and emails and everything else, because that's one thing every mm. everybody complains about is if I can't see you, it's hard yeah, to, it's difficult. The tone is hard because that's why we come up with emoticons, that kind of thing. Yeah, or like how my sister Bethany, you know her, you know her. I know, I never yeah. Her. yeah, you might like her. <laughs> um, yeah, she ends all of her sentences and her text messages with an exclamation point. Because she wants people to think like she's being excited and like encouraging. I do too, actually. Sometimes, (laughs) but I think most people think I'm mad. I think so. (laughs) She has a much different energy than you do. I know. I use exclamation points all the time, though. You need to like do softer. Like, is there such thing as a lower lowercase? Maybe I need to use three dots with everything. Like, (laughs) no, because I always have an extenuating thought, but you're not sure what it is. Yeah. See, that's terrifying. (laughs) So that's not good either. No, you need smiley face. Yeah, smiley face yeah. in between each phrase. Right. As I'm, if, yeah, as I lay out the truth, uh-huh. smiley face. And like maybe a p- accompanied by a picture that's showing you like your face at the moment. Yeah, like I can do your that. Your eyebrow placement. 
I, yeah, that'll, that'll help people. That'll help. That'll help people. <laughs> like no, some people just can't. I don't think some people can ever read any. I, I have a hard time reading people with text messages and things like that. I, I know we all do. I just wonder if we're ever going if to, that, if that's a skill that yeah. will ever be honed. There's a genera- generational difference as well. It depends who you're texting. So if I'm texting my, my buddy about my age, no problem. Right. Even just texting you, sometimes I'm like, oh, no. You'll be like, hey, call me. I'm like, oh, no, what happened? No one ever texts me. Can you call me? Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm like, oh, no, what you happened? Know, usually what the reason... And I call you like, oh, yeah, well, like, what size shirt do you wear? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, usually I go, hey, call me because I, it's just it's whatever easier. question I have, it's too long. I don't want to type. Yeah, no, I get it. Know. See, I'm, it makes sense to me, yeah. but because no one else does it. That's all I'm judging it off of. And you got to go by the generation. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm glad you called me because I wouldn't have wanted to text you this <laughs> anyways. <laughs> well, sometimes you just want to hear each other's voice. Yeah, it's it's really a weird situation if you think about it. Uh, the, word, the word virtual has probably been used more in the last six months than I, ever, I remember. Yeah, also me and, me and Brooke, my wife, we were talking about this the other day. Like there's there's certain words that you hear all the time now. Yeah. Navigating. Navigating. There you go. <laughs> the season. Yeah. Yeah. Unprecedented. Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah, we talked we about don't that. Don't use that word much. I just think it's funny. Like, how many businesses hand have sanitizer said, said the word? Yeah. Purell is just raking in the bucks. Yeah. You're getting emails from companies like, I don't know, Bratz dolls. <laughs> like, hey. Is, we want to give you our our status update on uh, where we COVID stand. Sta- like, yeah, exactly. I bought this doll like six years ago for my niece. Why and you, you, you don't have anything email? to do with them anymore, but they're going to give you a COVID-19 <laughs> update status. It's like, why did you send this to your whole customer it's just to, base? It's just because it's just to keep their name out in front of you, It's I working. I said Bratz Dolls, and I haven't remembered that name in See, a See, before time. they never would have done that because they would have thought the, the, the idea would have been, yeah, it gets our name in front of you, but it also attaches COVID nineteen to our name. <laughs> now they don't care. Like, no, everyone's matter. doing it. You we're, gotta all, get, we're all doing it. Yeah, maybe maybe our maybe our email will get the headlines. <laughs> well, that's really really good. I think that's right on the money with our culture right now. Um, trying to navigate, navigate these times. So what year did you graduate high school again? 1985. Why are you bringing that up? Man, because I wish I graduated in the 80s. 80s was, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, 80s was a good time to grow up. Think I mean, of all the best movies. All the best movies. All the best movies. Are 80s. 80s movies about high school students. <laughs> That's what I want to be. That's what some people say, yes. I don't know about uh, what Bre- I think about that, but Breakfast yeah. Breakfast Club? I mean, come Bill on. Bill and Ted's about the only one. That's a great one, too. The new movie's coming out? You yes. See? Oh, yeah. We should just We're doing that it. as a family. Didn't you see your mom's text? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We're trying to do that as a family. You guys always send those group texts. That movie was such a handsome... Yeah. It's a staple. Hanson staple, yes. You guys always send me those family texts while I'm working. So, like, my phone just goes off. That's your mom. I don't send family texts. Oh, I know. I know, right? But I do I do read them. And I know I, you read them, too, but I you just don't go, necessarily well, sometimes, respond because it's like, you know. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just being honest. No, You'll like, get to it eventually, yeah, though. I always read them. 
Just not right away. Well, next time, next time you think about it, respond to that uh, Hanson. <laughs> Mom, I'm coming. Bill and I'm, Ted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reply. I promise. I'm gonna go see that movie <laughs> with you. Uh, uh, well, well yeah. hey, we have got season three coming up. We've just been talking about that. It's coming up September, and we've already kind of talked in the intro just about some ideas that we have. It'll be September seventh. Yeah, uh, seventh one will release hopefully release the first episode of season three, so be checking that out. We even got a new logo and stuff, so be checking that out. You be if you're subscribed, this stuff will just keep coming to you. I'm repping the new the new sticker. It's it's dope. Yeah, I've got a new sticker for the for the logo. So if you want uh, a sticker that's dope, yeah. um, uh, then you, there you go. It didn't sound natural. I know. It just doesn't. I just it. can't. I tried. If you want a sticker that's dope, reach out. Slide into our DMs. There you go. He's better at it. So um, anyway, yeah, check us out on Instagram, New Hope Underground. Check us out on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And it was nice hearing from Brittany. She was the one that talked about Sasquatch for Dr. Reed. So mm-hmm. he'll be get, Brittany, we'll be getting back to you in the next episode. The last episode of Season 2, Dr. Reed, hopefully we'll be getting back. It's up to, up to his schedule. But he's definitely checked out the website and going to talk about the Muddy Monsters. So it'll be good. Well, I told him, I said, we, know, we need to just continue that for a while because a lot of interest in uh, the old Bigfoot. So, the old Bigfoot. The old Bigfoot. The, the foot that's big. <laughs> So anyway, the uh, old Bigfoot. Hey, th- thanks for listening. We, I do have a little bit of a, a Jesus talk, uh, and it's a. I, I want to talk for about Luke eighteen. There's a passage in Luke eighteen where basically uh, Jesus tells a parable, uh, and we were just talking about this this, this morning. Actually, Tyler Sturkey had been preaching on this this morning. Uh, this morning is Sunday. This is Sunday. We're, we're recording on Sunday, yeah. so that's. I'm sorry, uh, but we were, we're in this series called "The Truth About Us," and he was talking about this particular passage where Jesus is talking about uh, two men and went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and one was a tax collector. The Pharisee was someone who was, you know, had it all together, was a religious leader, and the tax collector was someone who worked, who was a Jew who worked for the Romans, and all the Jews hated him because he would take the money from them to give it to the Romans. So he's basically working for the enemy. So two of them uh, go up to the temple to pray, and the Pharisee basically says, according to Jesus' story, that he says, God, thank you for not making me like bad people, those adulterers and uh, other sinful people, thieves, and especially for not making me like this tax collector here. You know, thank you, thank me, thank you for making me good. Basically, he was. It was all about him. And then uh, the tax collector was in the temple, had his head down. And then he uh, he would he would uh, look up to uh, or he would look, basically pray look up and pray to God, you know, uh, Father, forgive me, you know, God, forgive me, I'm just a sinner, you know, have mercy on me. Uh, and so basically, Jesus Jesus was saying, you know, who's who's the Father listening to? Who's who's the one saved here? Who's lost? And the person who obviously he's talking about is the tax collector. No matter what he looks like on the outside. Uh, what's coming from the inside out? I mean, his attitude and humility towards towards God is what Jesus is looking for, not how good we are. Uh, we can be as good as we think we want to be and as righteous as we want to be, uh, but we're in the same same boat with someone who doesn't claim any righteousness at all because none of us have righteousness that's given to us by by Jesus if we, just, if we are humble enough to call upon him. Now, how does that... I guess I was thinking of that in context of the last 
In last few uh, Jesus talks, you've been talking about the poor and how Jesus views the poor. And um, one thing that's, you know, as we've been talking about the less fortunate, I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with some friends of mine who work in different areas in our society of trying to deal with people who are less fortunate. So I'm actually going to put that episode up. It's kind of a bonus episode this week or next week. It'll be up. <laughs> it'll be up either this week or next week. That sounds uh, at cool. At the end of season two. I didn't know that. So you can have a yeah. So you can listen to that conversation. And it's pretty cool because one of the one of the people in our group work uh, with uh, uh, f- basically with foster kid situations and mm-hmm. also you know placing and uh, people and, uh, and also working working with parents biological parents and also foster parents. Another person works with the probation department. Mm-hmm. Another person works with DCFS. So that conversation, I just think, would be beneficial for you to hear some yeah. of the stuff they deal with day in and day out. And these are Jesus followers who just work in our society. Right here in our town. Yeah. The whole reason why they even do it is because they are trying to help people who are less fortunate. And uh, so we talk about this, some of the common threads, if you will, that we kind of see in our society with people that end up in like some pretty bad and poor situations. And some, you know, some modern day poverty in America, if you will, kind of look at it a little bit. We also talk about what can we do, you know, as, as Jesus followers when it comes to that. So I'm going to be releasing that here soon during the week. But the reason why I brought up uh, Luke 18 is that uh, there really is no way that we're ever going to help the less fortunate if we don't see ourselves as the less fortunate. And exactly as these two men that were in the temple uh, the most motiv- probably one of the biggest motivating factors uh, that comes to any sort of compassion we can have upon somebody else is when we actually can empathize, not sympathize, but empathize. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is that which when you feel sorry for someone because they're going through something, but maybe you have never gone through it. Empathy it means that. Not only do I feel sorry for you, but I feel sorry for you because I feel what you're going through because I've been through what you're going through. Yeah, it's like not only just a difference in the exact definition, but you, it's like a deeper connection with that person, you know? Exactly. And, and Jesus has empathy for us, not just sympathy, because that's what Hebrews says. That he was made like us in every way. That he understands everything we you know we go through, and the same way the, the way that the, being creator of the universe, and then being as a man touching the faces and hands of the poorest of the poor and the people who were sick and hurting, uh, the I mean if if God, the creator of all things, the one that owes that owns every dime of money in the world, <laughs> the one who is the richest above everyone. If he can become like a babe in a manger, if he can uh, uh, walk with the poorest of the poor in care and love, then the only way that, that that happens, I think, is his empathy. I mean, he he is he knows us inside. He loves us uh, despite what we go through and what we've done. So, can we and do are we empathetic with others? I think that it's a fight that we have within our own hearts sometimes. I think that we tend to want to be sympathetic towards people and help out, maybe cut a check when needed, but it's hard to be empathetic because we don't necessarily see ourselves as less fortunate. But the truth be told, like the tax collector in the temple, uh, we are mere sinners. 
We are mere poor, naked, blind sinners. I love the analogy that the Apostle John uses in the letter to in, in Revelation, one of the letters to the churches, the church of Laodicea. That's exactly what he says when Jesus says to the, these people who were rich and had everything. He said, "You think you have it all, but you don't. You, you don't. You're actually poor. You're not rich. You, you don't have fine clothes. You're actually naked. Uh, you, you you think that you got it all together with your health, but you don't. You're actually very very sick." That kind of thing. So when you read through that, you just like, he, that's the church he calls lukewarm. And I think that when you, when you put that into context and you start to think of the, the text in Luke 18, uh, you can't help but think that Jesus is looking for people who are going to be humble. And humility means seeing ourselves for how uh, less fortunate we really are so that we might also, in turn, hopefully because of that, we in turn will have more empathy Therefore, we can't help but notice and help those who are less fortunate in this world. Bam. There you go. So, Jesus talk. And so that about that ties up. So that's my favorite part. Maybe it's because, you know, you're much better at that than I am. So sometimes I just like to absorb. So well, that was good. You're good at lots of stuff more than I am. So <laughs> it balances out. It balances out. I can't out. get up and play guitar on Sunday morning ever. So. Hey, if I taught, you see, I taught my kids like everybody out there, I taught my kids like three or four chords that I knew. It's like Bono always said, give me three chords and I'll change the world. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's at very a young dramatic age. like Bono would be. <laughs> that, well, that was my generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I learned my three chords, but I didn't change any world. In fact, all I did was just. To teach my kids the three chords, and I put the guitar down, never, never to play it much anymore because they surpassed me so quickly. Yeah, we, we took those so three gifted. chords and, yeah. and went with it. That's right. Yeah, but uh, you weren't up for a service, right? Yeah, I was there. Oh. Well, yeah, Would you I, mess up something? No, man. No, let's not talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, that's okay, because there's, be, there's plenty of stuff I mess up right on this podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Peace.